Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, your master certified coach and midlife mentor. And I'm so glad to be here with you again for this week's episode, which is all about the experience of forgetting stuff in midlife. Okay, my friend, there was lots of stuff going on about stuff since last week's episode about stuff. (laughs) If you didn't have a chance to listen to that one yet, it was about finally getting organized in midlife episode 216. You know, organizing your stuff. The feedback was amazing, so I know we hit a nerve. Stuff at our age is a big issue. We both have a lot of stuff. That is, it's common to have accumulated a lot of stuff being on this planet for five decades or so. And we like our stuff because, you know, we've been on this planet for five decades or so and we can get a little particular. Or at least I can get a little particular here and there anyway. Now, not about everything but about some things, and I think that's okay. So this week, we're talking about stuff, but from a slightly different perspective, forgetting your stuff. My amazing women in the middle, I forgot some stuff this past weekend. Not just a few things, but a whole bag of things. Stuff that I needed, stuff that I wanted, stuff that would have made my three-day weekend away more enjoyable and a little easier. You see, we were heading up to the family cottage, and even though we've been doing this for years and have some pretty streamlined packing routines, there are a lot of details, steps, and elements associated with the pack. There's the food. There's Nico the Noof and all of his things. There's Dee Dee the Quaker Parrot and all of her things. Everyone's personal stuff. There's computer stuff, charges, all that stuff. And for me, there's also hobby-related stuff. So. We were packing up and everything was going swimmingly. But the routine was a little different because my son, who usually took the lead on packing the food from the freezer, went to university. And then Nico the Noof had a skin issue that needed some special attention. (laughs) So I had two trips to make with my stuff. We bring all of the bags to the foyer as step one. And then step two, we pack the car and everything's already, you know, together in kind of like a grouping in the front of the house. So I brought up my first armful of stuff, two tote bags, one full of the hobby and relaxing type supplies, which right now consist of my Zentangle stuff, multiple pairs of reading glasses, books and magazines, and then the other full of my laptop, iPad and chargers. And I placed both of these bags in the loading area. But then something happened. It was innocent. It didn't feel like it would cause trouble. But there it was. Someone asked me a question. And that, my friend, was all it took. It was a question about Nico the Noof's new skincare routine. He's prone to developing hotspot skin infections in the summer with all swimming in the lake, all that stuff. And we were on to this new routine that involves a big dog hair dryer and green clay. It's kind of 
turned into a family bonding experience because it's a bit of a production and involves basically a multi-person spa treatment. <laughs> it's kind of relaxing, a little time consuming, but it's, it's fun. Anyway, it was enough of a diversion for me to lose my flow. And the next thing I knew, we were packed up and on the road. It wasn't until I was getting ready for bed much later that night and looking for my toothbrush that I realized my weekend bag was nowhere to be found. No toothbrush, pajamas, bras, meds, makeup, sweater, nothing. The works. Nothing was there. Reality was slowly setting in. The biggest problem? The meds. I had a small stash of panties, a fleece, a bathing suit, a pair of yoga pants. That stuff was in a drawer but I was missing the meds, and for a three-day weekend, not great. So we contacted the pharmacy in town, and fortunately, they were able to talk to my local pharmacy and help me out. And the whole experience got me thinking, you know, about how easy it is for a situation like this to get you thinking about whether or not forgetting this or that is an example of you getting old, or worse. Has this happened to you? You know, you forget something and then all of a sudden you're thinking, is it menopause? Is it a brain fog? Is it dementia? Is it Alzheimer's? You know, like, is it a glimpse of a bigger problem? And I hear my friends and women in my community thinking about this out loud pretty often. The thought is, is this kind of forgetfulness normal or is it a sign of something worse? like a downhill slide to having a full-blown diagnosis of some kind, and a scary one, too. (laughs) Now, as you know, this podcast isn't where you're going to find medical answers to that kind of a question regarding whatever your personal experience is. But in looking into this topic, I found a ton of information on reputable sites and great information when Googling things like aging or Alzheimer's, aging and normal memory loss, Is forgetfulness normal in your 50s? Those kinds of search words, things like that. So if you're really concerned, you can find lots of great info from these medical sites online. And of course, you may also want to speak to your doctor about your specific situation. But for the purposes of this podcast episode, I just want to talk to you about the experience of forgetting stuff in midlife and the urge to think about the worst case scenario. Are you with me? So as you can imagine, this is just one example of things that have been forgotten. Have you been forgetting stuff too? I would say the thing I'm the most concerned about forgetting is stuff in the kitchen. I have a two-part plan to assist. First, whenever I'm cooking, I make sure to turn the light on under the exhaust fan hood thingy. That is a cue for me. That is a cue to myself if I see that light on something is cooking. Even if I put something in the oven, I set up this visual cue of the light on the fan to remind myself that there is something happening. Don't forget it. There's something happening. And then there's the oven timer. Whatever I'm doing, even if it's not in the oven, I use the timer. Making rice, hard boiling eggs, baking fish, roasting vegetables, whatever it is, I set that oven timer. Now, there's something um, else that I do sometimes, one more thing, and that is if a situation calls for it, if I'm a little concerned, I might be extra distracted or particularly busy, I might also set the alarm on my phone just in case. 
You see, I am scarred by a childhood incident when I burnt my mom's copper teapot by boiling it to death because I forgot and I ruined it. And I remember it was super expensive to replace. And it was like a whole thing. I could not believe I did it. It was embarrassing. It was in high school at some point. I don't know. Anyway, it was bad. (laughs) So the other thing is, and I bet this has happened to you too, when you're on the road and then you think, oh my God, I forgot to do something. So this is like a classic family road trip move. Um, Get on the road only to remember that usually for me, it's I forgot to turn the steamer off because now we have a steamer. I don't use an iron anymore. And so one time about 13 years ago or so, though, I didn't have a steamer and we were about two hours into a three hour road trip in a huge thunderstorm. Everybody was in the van, the kids, the dog, the bird. And I thought I left the iron on. So we turned around with all the kids that everybody loaded in there late at night in a huge storm and went home checked. It was turned off and turned around and left again. (laughs) That was the, I would say that one was the worst (laughs) of this type of forgetful moment. And after that, I wrote a leaving the house list that I have hanging near the front door. So now there's always like a bunch of things to check. Now, based on not having clothes or anything this past weekend, I guess I'll have to add my suitcase or my bag (laughs) that I'm packing my clothes in to the list of things to check off. And I just thought of another thing. When I worked downtown years ago in an office building, like a big building, seeing lots of people, I used to love hearing stories of work colleagues who occasionally arrived to work with two different pairs of shoes or socks. (laughs) It always made me feel so good. Like sometimes somebody would just like tell you, I can't believe I did this today or They would arrive at a meeting and be sitting there and notice while you were sitting right there with them. It was so funny. Um, And it happened to me, of course, too. Almost everyone your age that you know will likely tell you a story also about walking into another room and forgetting why they were there in the first place. Sometimes you have to go back and retrace your steps. Sometimes you just have to stand there and pause and rehearse everything in your mind again to remember what you were doing. Anyway, I love all these stories. It reminds me that I'm not the only one. And you know what? You are not the only one either. So like I mentioned earlier, I want you to think about the experience of regular old forgetfulness and how you may automatically think about it. So here is your gentle reminder that you may want to take a look at how you're thinking about experiences like this because they may or may not be serving you, right? Remember, the forgetful incident is one of those situations that can be interpreted in many ways. You have options. In and of itself, it's neutral in that it doesn't have any emotional impact on its own. Ten people having the same forgetful experience wouldn't necessarily think about it in the same way. It's what you make it mean. And that is the way you think about it, which is optional. So if you think about it in a way that creates some kind of a, you know, feeling like that you feel old or perhaps sad or worried, maybe concerned or defeated, something like that, you may want to notice it and think something else on purpose. For example, my forgetting my bag of clothes, makeup and meds. (laughs) There are many ways to think about it. 
At first, I was overwhelmed. I didn't know how to solve the problem. I couldn't believe it happened. And I was like, oh, there were just so many parts to it. The weather that weekend, the rain, the shoes, the makeup, the, the hair stuff, the medications, like all of it. It was just a lot. And then when I focused on that kind of thinking, it didn't get me far because overwhelm is not an emotion that really helps you move through something. It kind of keeps you stuck and spinning. And then I got angry with myself just briefly, but I was really rolling my eyes about what happened right back to the back of my head. I could not believe it. In 27, 28 years of going back and forth to that family cottage, this had never happened. Nothing like this had ever happened. And then I started to think on purpose because I was excited about having a three-day weekend. I decided there were two options and both were okay. And that completely shifted my feelings to more confidence about my ability to solve the problem. Just wake up early, drive home, grab the bag and return. That would have been a four-hour solution. Or let it go a little bit longer, have the problem solved at the drugstore, hopefully which was unknown at first, but the drugstore opened at 9 a.m. and I would know then. So if I went with that option and then had to go home, worst case scenario, the four-hour solution would have just, you know, ruined a bit more of the day. But both scenarios would have solved the problem in the earlier part of the day. And there you go. I noticed I did not go down the road of, I'm old, there's something wrong. What is wrong with me? This is a sign of something bigger and worse related to aging. I really didn't. I wasn't hard on myself. I was a little bit annoyed and inconvenienced, but then I went, well, if I get stuck driving home, at least I can listen to podcasts and nobody will be bugging me. <laughs> Who's had that thought, right? I know. But what I really loved is that I wasn't hard on myself. I didn't think I was pathetic. How about that? All of this mindfulness works. It really works. The mindfulness work works. And it can work for you too. Just some food for thought. But the point of the Women in the Middle podcast is to help you love your life after 50. And one of the ways to do this is to raise the bar on your own lens of age awareness. Be curious about what you actually think about your age and stage of life, because your mindset affects you every day, 24-7. And as you can see, a lot of the time, it creates negative emotions, and you may not even know where they come from. Your thinking or your feelings, you might just be confused by it. So autopilot thinking is not the way forward when it comes to being more intentional about your life. And you'll be surprised when you get better at busting some of these thoughts about aging that are dragging you down. You have the power, but do you have the curiosity? Can you slow yourself down enough to notice what's going on up there? Are you motivated to see what you can see, what you can notice, what you can change if you want to? You can learn to think on purpose. You can learn to create the experiences you want about aging but it starts with your awareness and your commitment to have your own back. So I'm leaving it with you, my friend. I'm leaving it with you. But as a woman in the middle, you know I'm always here for you, for coaching and for support. We are in this together. 
That's it for this episode. As you know, my focus as a midlife coach is to help you waste less time spinning and feeling stuck. This is what regret-proofing your life is all about. Remember, being the queen of your brain domain is the best way to be, and I am here to help. This is what you'll learn when you hire me as your coach. Learning the mindfulness concepts are one thing, but when it comes to applying the concepts, that's when you really benefit from coaching. Head over to www.talktosuzy.com and book a free call to see what program is a good fit for you and just go ahead and apply to work together. It really is time to get unstuck, get clear, and get excited about your life again. For show notes and links, head over to www.coachwithsuzy.com. And if you're feeling stuck, make sure to grab your free guide, Nine Secrets to Get Unstuck in Your 50s, at www.suzyrosenstein.com forward slash nine secrets. And if you or your friend is turning 50 or has a birthday anytime after 50, here is a great gift. Grab a copy of my new book, 50 Ways to Celebrate Life After 50. Check out Amazon or your favorite online bookseller. Let's do this, ladies. It's time for you to put yourself first one thought at a time. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.